0: It's time to spring into something delicious with HelloFresh. Every week you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients with recipes delivered to your door. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code MLM16 at hellofresh.com MLM16. Imagine that you work for a company that sells kitchen products. Maybe it's because you love cooking. Maybe it's because your best friend got you into it by claiming they made more money doing this than their corporate job, who knows? but you sell kitchen products now. However, one of the products hurts you through no fault of your own. The blender malfunctioned horribly and the blades went flying off, cutting your fingers. Now you have to go to the ER, maybe get stitches, and you're in excruciating pain. This company that you've advocated for tells you to shut up or not talk badly about them. Plus, all your friends you've made there, your coworkers, tell you that it's your fault for not following directions when you in fact did. Perhaps you'd be furious, disheartened, shocked. Well, this isn't far off from what's happened to several women that have used Thermanix products. Thermonix and their parent company, Vorwerk, have been criticized and sued in recent years for their handling of this controversy. However, I don't hear many people discussing them, so I think it's high time we do. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Multi-Level Mondays. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're gonna to be talking about Vorwerk. They're one of the largest and oldest international MLMs out there, and their flagship product is the Thermonix. again, with precision engineering. One touchscreen, It's one advertised as sort of an all-in-one kitchen product. It'll blend, puree, you can make sauces in it, knead bread, a little bit of everything. Yet the way people have spoken out about Thermonix is strange, to say the least. Those that own one are described as evangelical. Within a few minutes of meeting them, they'll be telling you about the bread dough they made in three minutes. And sure, a pushy nature does raise some red flags and ruin some friendships, but that's not anything new either. The salespeople aren't just enthusiastic about the product. One former distributor claims that the company has a nasty profit-obsessed culture that puts making money over the happiness and livelihood of its employees. When the Thermonix products led to burns in Australia, distributors seemed to justify it and defend the product, saying that you don't see this kind of witch hunt with car manufacturers or their cars crashing. Not only does this not address a potentially faulty and dangerous product, but this loyalty to a freaking kitchen product is just a hair creepy. Consultants must host four demos a month and refer to them strictly as demonstrations, not parties. There can also be no drinking at them. There has to be a minimum of three households there and the demo will take a minimum of two hours and include a wide variety of recipes to show off the machine's functions. These distributors are paying for the gas, the ingredients, and if they even deviate from the approved recipes, they can get into trouble. You may get a couple hundred dollars commission from a sale, but once you take away the cost of gas and ingredients, it's not as much as you might hope. Already, we're just a few minutes into this company and I'm not hopeful for how empowering it might claim it is. Still, let's really dig into this company before we start making any assumptions and see what they're all about. So who is their parent company, Vorwerk, and how did this all begin? Vorwerk is right up there with Avon, Amway, and some of the oldest MLMs out there. On some compilation lists of the biggest MLMs, it's the earliest MLM by a long shot, and it was founded in 1883. According to encyclopedia.com, the company was founded by Karl and Adolf Vorwerk in Germany and their full name was originally, God bless me for this one, a uh, Tepic Fabric, Vorwick & Co. Uh, that means carpet factory. So obviously they were in the business of carpeting production. And within a few years, they started to expand and sell machinery too. In 1929, they created the Kobold vacuum cleaning system named for a mischievous imp Kobold in German folklore. Kobold became pretty popular and in many ways reminds me of the Kirby vacuum we see in the United States, primarily because they too adopted the direct sales approach when these vacuums came along. They added refrigerators in 1937 and opened their first foreign subsidiary in Italy soon after. Now, there's a few different ways MLMs can use the direct selling business model. Today, many MLMs will operate online or through social media, Zoom calls, and things of that nature. Unfortunately, this can allow MLMs and distributors to spread quickly and cold message hundreds, even thousands of people on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, a platform of their choosing basically with these obnoxious Hey Girl DMs. When Vorwerk invented Kobold, this wasn't the case. They had a product they believed was a technical sensation. So to show it off, they decided to take the doorstep selling approach. Whereas home service methods, delivering goods out of a car and home demonstrations like Tupperware parties may have prior reservations, Kobold's doorstep selling didn't necessarily come with any prior notification. Home services could be spontaneous as well, but it does seem as if Vorwerk was known for these cold calling kind of models. They made a fantastic splash in Germany, becoming a roaring success thanks to the direct selling. However, there can be quite a few issues with this cold calling method in the vacuum business or otherwise. For one, you're not an employee during this kind of work. Now, when MLM suggests you can work from your phone and earn a living, it's not as if they're actually paying you for all the hours you spend Instagramming old friends from high school. While that may not be fair to the distributor that doesn't realize they're being taken advantage of, it's arguably worse for those taking part in door-to-door selling. This is because they not only memorize an elaborate sales pitch, drive hundreds of miles on their own dime and clean strangers' carpets, but there's no guarantee they're paid for that. This exact issue has been the subject of legal action against Kirby, another vacuum MLM we've discussed before. I'm not entirely clear if Kobold has the same kind of setup and they're in Germany, so I'm sure laws are different there to some extent, but this is a common theme among direct sales as a whole. The hours you work are not necessarily what you get paid for. It's entirely possible to vacuum a 100 strangers' carpets and not be paid a cent. Unfortunately, there's much more about the sales model that can be more sinister in nature. Please be advised that for the next minute or so, we are gonna mention sexual assault. I ask that you skip ahead if this topic is too upsetting for you to hear about at this current time. For example, in the 1990s, a man had been employed by Kirby distributors and raped a woman that was meant to be a client. The victim had to fight for the right to sue Kirby as they alleged they were not liable to screen their salesmen as they weren't necessarily Kirby employees, but independent contractors. Still, many believed that Kirby had a, quote, duty of reasonable care to take at least some precautions. A similar case took place in the reverse with Cutco, another door-to-door MLM. A young woman said that she was drugged and raped while selling knives door-to-door after entering a rapist's home unaware. She alleged that the company gave her no real training about entering a stranger's home, safety issues, conflict management, risk aversion, or anything of the sort. And that's especially terrifying for a knife dealer. But back to the kobold vacuum cleaners. Production was temporarily halted and shut down during World War II before in 1945, production was up and running once again. There had been some controversy surrounding this with some sources claiming that Carl's son-in-law, Mittelsten, went from tapestries to machinery during the First World War and during the Second, the family made weapons under Adolf Hitler himself. They were even accused of having manufactured these weapons with Jewish people as their forced labor, though I have not been able to find multiple sources that definitively corroborate these claims. Shade's sons, Enric and Werner, took over and the post-war reconstruction market was kind to them. In 1959, they launched electric carpet brushes, the Europas, and continued to expand throughout Europe in the 50s and 60s. But by the 70s, Vorwerk had a new vision, a new idea. They were moving into kitchen appliances. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a Thermomix branch manager in WA. Today Hi, I'm going to show really you how to make skewered, buttermilk. And loaf today loaf using I'm going to show my you how to make the perfect rough puff pastry using my Thermomix. Their new product category, kitchen appliances, emerged through the direct sales channel. Some sources say that their star product, the Thermomix, came to be in 1985. Others say the earliest versions were released in 1971 when they added heating capabilities to their food process. The company Lore attributes this development to a manager in France that wanted to create thick soups or at times a German mother that wanted to cook and grind baby food at the same time. It's not clear which version of the story is fact, but the end result remains the same. The Thermonyx was not just a food processor that had kneading, grating, and chopping features, but it now had heating built in. But wait, there's more. The Thermomix evolved to become a high-speed blender, slow cooker, mixer, food processor, digital scale, sous vide machine, and steamer. It's almost difficult to find something the Thermonix can't do. And with a $1,450 price tag, it better be impressive. Vorwerk took to party sales approaches with these products, like other kitchen MLMs we've seen before, like Pampered Chef, Tastefully Simple, or even Tupperware. This ended up working out extremely well for Thermonyx as they boasted an 85% success rate for demonstrations. Carpet cleaning became a small portion of their sales by contrast, and they had about 20,000 distributors trying to sell these Thermonyxes by 1998. When a new model of the Thermonyx was released a few years later in 2004, it only opened more doors for the Thermonyx brand. They started to promote themselves online more often, garnering a niche fan base on the internet as one Quartz article puts it. Kai Schaffner, Vorwerk's CEO and leader of Thermonix's US expansion at the time, said that the Thermomix's ability to transform inept cooks into chefs is what created a sense of devotion to the brand, stating, what you get back from your family or friends when you cook for them is the appreciation of what you have done. So most of the love goes back to the cook, not so much to the product, but that was a very strong emotional loading and that also transferred back to the person who sold it to you. If I cook a delicious meal for my friends or family, I'm not sure that would leave me inclined to build a sense of community around the people that sold me my dinnerware." Schaffner themselves actually said that, quote, "'It really became a cult,' when referring to the way this product grew and expanded across the world. That must be the first time I've actually heard someone that operates an MLM refer to it as a cult. They normally seem to avoid that, but Schaffner has apparently leaned into it." Despite this, Cult doing well in other parts of the world because of certification and voltage restrictions, it didn't take off in the US as much. Still, there are those in the States that claim it not only transforms the way you cook, but your daily life as well. International enthusiasts call it a movement, a revolution, and magic. Yet there are those that get really into their blenders too. For some, it almost seems like more of a necessity than a luxury. In Portugal, people purchased more than 35,000 Thermonixes in 2013, despite them almost costing double the minimum monthly wage. Around 300,000 people bought a Thermonix in Australia in May, 2016, despite the company having faced some backlash in 2014. Apparently, the reason people were upset is because Thermonix announced the new TM31 that year, a decade after the TM5. According to Quartz, devoted fans saw it as an ambush because the release had been unannounced, seemingly spur of the moment. So people were angry that they bought a TM5 only for it to become obsolete without warning. This actually made headlines like outrage in the suburbs at stealth release of new Thermonix model in which writer Lisa Vysenton explained, quote, "'The suburbs of middle Australia are seething with outrage after a cult kitchenware company neglected to inform its customers of the arrival of its latest model appliance.'" And I know that frankly, this sounds a bit ridiculous compared to some of the other actually dangerous MLMs we've covered, but people weren't really, really, really upset about this. One tweet read, "'I cannot even express how disappointed I am "'to find out about the new model three weeks after I get my machine.'" First time since I've heard about Therminix that I have nothing nice to say. Another took a far more direct approach and tweeted, "'You're a greedy company ripping off Aussies.'" All in caps. Now, Therminix did apologize for this, but many were still upset or disappointed. Again, there were headlines that read, Thermonix war, whose side are you on over this? While I understand why this would seem like nothing, it's also worth noting that the people selling Thermonixes are distributors. It would certainly leave egg on their face if they throw a party one day claiming to know everything about the brand and saying it's the most revolutionary thing ever, only for a new model to be released the next day without them even being aware. This is absolutely by no means the worst controversy we've ever seen from an MLM, not even close, but sure. It was rude to the distributors. As for if the Thermonix is even worth all the hype and energy in the first place, it depends on who you ask and what you cook. Richie the foodie said that once you get used to cooking with the Thermomix, you won't want to cook another way. It creates a lot more space. And so if it's within your budget, it can be an absolute game changer. Steaks in the pan. I made a quick Bernays sauce on sauce. the side. It's, it's, it. it's doing everything. It will make the perfect dish time after time, after time, after time. I could get the same Eater thing. called it interactive, easy to use, and joked that the initiation fee of this cult is too high for them. In other words, they ultimately concluded it was just too damn expensive. It's a cult. Do you want to join the cult? <laughs> uh, the initiation <laughs> fee is too high. We're going to add. Others, like Sophia, said that you need a subscription to Cookie Do, Thermonix's recipe platform, to get access to all the recipes available. Plus the frying mode isn't even available to just whenever you want to experiment. It can only be used if you're using it within a cookie-do recipe. Again, forcing someone to buy the subscription and locking them into those fees. Cookie-do, by the way, is $55 per year. So while it's not exorbitantly expensive, it sure seems to be an unexpected fee for an already very expensive product. Now, before we get into some of the dangers of ThermiNix and some of the controversies they have actually had, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. Remember how fat was bad in the 90s and now it's back? Well, just like there are good fats and bad fats, there's also good carbs and bad carbs. Enter Wild Grain, my friends. It's time to start loving bread again with amazing ingredients and the delicious simplicity of Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first baked from frozen box for artisanal bread. Plus, they have amazing rolls, pastries, and even handmade pastas. Plus for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank and they've donated over 120,000 meals so far, which is amazing. And it's so easy to get started. You sign up and choose what type of box you wanna receive and how often. Then Wild Grain delivers a box of breads, pastas, and pastries with easy to follow instructions. And every item bakes from frozen within 25 minutes or less. So if you're traveling, your freezer is already stocked, it's no problem. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel too. So are you hungry? Well, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com MLM. And that's right, babes, you heard me. Free croissants, every box, $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com MLM. That's wildgrain.com MLM, or you can use promo code MLM at checkout. Now, after you've put yourself into a delightful bread coma, now you're gonna need somewhere to rest your head, right? Well, that's where Purple Mattress comes in. That's because Purple Mattresses have the gel flex grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. And that's amazing if you need a good night's sleep, wanna take a cat nap, or I don't know, maybe going through a food coma because you just had some delicious sourdough bread. Who knows, Purple's there for you though. And unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, thanks to the gel flex grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. You'll never have that I'm stuck feeling people get with memory foam. And like I said, I've been sleeping on a purple mattress. Casper stole the purple pillows, which yes, they have pillows too, by the way, if you wanna try it before going whole hog into the mattress. And so Casper now sleeps with the purple pillow and I sleep with the purple mattress, if that tells you it's a win-win. And you can try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns and financing is available too. So remember, getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. So get a Purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash MLM and use code MLM. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash MLM with code MLM for 10% off any order of 200 or more. Purple.com slash MLM, promo code MLM. Terms apply. For a while, all of what we just heard is all we heard about Thermonix. At this point, it seemed like the angriest employees were those who weren't told about the new product change. Instead, what they should have been mad about was the new model itself. Because in October, 2014, that fancy new model was recalled because in rare circumstances, liquid or food could splash out of the mixing bowl when it was turned to a high speed. One woman, Danica Jones, had the seal of her Thermomix come off, causing the machine to burst open and cause second-degree burns to her chest, arms, and stomach. She'd recently had the sealing ring replaced too following the recall since Thermomix said that replacing the seal would eliminate the risk. But clearly, that was not the case. Another woman, Alicia Gregory, told SBS News that she also had a burn on her left arm when the measuring cup in her Thermomix cracked, spilling boiling soup on her. SBS wrote, Choice, a consumer advocacy group spokesperson, Tom Godfrey issued a statement. We have asked the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission to investigate the advice to consumers about how to safely use the product." About a year after the news broke, the Sydney Morning Herald announced that Thermonix was facing federal court charges for allegations of breaching Australian consumer law in misleading consumers about their rights and engaging in misleading conduct regarding the safety of the TM31 model. The problem with Thermonix isn't just that their faulty product burned people. Things happen, and had they issued an apology and offered a settlement, I might be more sympathetic and I'd have something to give them credit for. Unfortunately, that's not what happened at all. Instead, they failed to comply with mandatory reporting requirements for injuries involving their products, asked consumers to sign non-disclosure agreements and made false and misleading statements about its 2014 recall. And I know I've been generically mentioning these burns, but these burns were not small by any means. Joneses were so painful looking. Imagine this happening for a company you potentially work for. Imagine being someone who shells for an MLM for a product you claim to believe in, you host parties about it, and then it burns you. And it not just gives you a little burn, but a second degree burn. For the company to just turn around and pretend it never happened, it is such an utter betrayal. I I just, it seems almost unbelievable, but then again, this is multi-level Mondays, then it unfortunately becomes ever so slightly more believable. Another woman, Helen Carey, said that she couldn't breastfeed her daughter for weeks after getting burns on her arms and chest when the top of her Thermonix flew off and drenched her in 100 degree liquid. And this is Australia's so this is likely Celsius, making it about 212 degrees Fahrenheit for the Americans. Yet others like her were silenced, told not to make negative comments about the brand, and there were at least 387 service jobs from December, 2013, to this article's publication in 2017 that involved the lid or seal of the TM31 leaking, opening, moving to the open position, unlocking, or being too loose. It was also alleged that Thermonix in Australia neglected to report at least 14 occasions of burns within two days of becoming aware of them. Thankfully, Thermonix was fined for this, but only a measly $4.6 million. As they turn over more than 60 million a year in Australia, this really seems like a drop in the bucket. Still, that's where the case seemingly ended. They pay a few million and hope things blow over. So now we have a dangerous product and a branch with minor controversies. What is it that actually makes this an MLM or a cult as they like to say in the first place? Before we take a look at another company under the Vorwerk umbrella, I wanted to try and answer this question. Thankfully, it's around the same time that this case was settled that articles started reporting on Thermonix a bit more, or at least they seem to take a closer look. The Sydney Morning Herald reported that consultants received a commission of $220 for each appliance they sell, and as much as $380 if they sell five or more in a month. Consultants can, like with any MLM, also earn a commission on their downline too, encouraging them to recruit as much as possible. One woman, Elizabeth Higgins, had grown her business to the point of having 13 consultants, whom she expected to earn over $60,000 from. She'd seemingly done well for herself before she was unceremoniously dumped from her role in 2014. And while I know it's hard to sympathize for the upline as they are part of the problem here, they can be victims in the situation too. Losing a job without warning all because their company just doesn't really seem to care. Too often distributors are seen as disposable independent contractors. And yes, that can happen even when they're high ranking. Higgins' case went to the court, stating that her business was taken without compensation, which, as The Guardian puts it, exposed a turf war between her and Thermonix. They had changed her boundary of where Higgins could work, and while it did take away her business, an Australian judge found Therminix not liable for any damages in the case. But liable or not, they still had a record year in 2020 after selling 1.4 million units. It seems like the damage to their reputation wasn't all that, well, damaging. People continue to joke around when they use the term cult with Thermonix too. In a 2021 Guardian article, an arts worker told Thermonix, "'I think when you're a proud Thermonix owner, you don't deny owning one. You own a few Thermonix cookbooks. You follow the groups on social media. You're sort of part of that community. I don't think that community is a cult. I think it's one of the most beautiful communities that has weirdly grown out of a kitchen gadget.'" Now, while Thermonyx is probably the most known and controversial out of the MLMs under Vorwerk's control, they're not alone either. In 2001, Vorwerk added the Lux Asia Pacific Group to their roster, which seemed a bit more in line with Vorwerk itself. No dangerous kitchen gadgets this time. Instead, Lux Asia sells air filtration systems and water purifiers in Southeast Asia. They too use direct selling, but according to the company website, they didn't stay under Vorwerk for long. Instead, in 2019, they became independent from Vorwerk again and was appointed to be an authorized distributor of Vorwerk products. While they didn't stay on board for long, Vorwerk also did go into the beauty business as well when they acquired Jafra. According to Jafra's website, their company began with Jan Day, who wanted to create an empowering and inclusive makeup company for all in the 1950s. They didn't join Vorwerk until 2004, at which time the SEC said they had about 440,000 independent consultants. The SEC also added that Jafra operates in Mexico, the US, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Austria, the Netherlands, and several other countries. Personally, I haven't seen them all that active in the US, so I'm inclined to think that they're more active within these other areas. Their annual sales at the time of acquisition were $2 billion per year, and as the SEC pointed out, the beauty industry was in a period of rapid growth at this time. This was only the beginning for Jafra. In 2018, they released their flagship product, the Royal Jelly. This anti-aging product is what Joffre has become most known for. So naturally I decided to look around for some reviews. The Derm Review did take a look at it and had largely positive things to say. They called it a holistic approach to radiant skincare and said that given all the high ranking reviews, it seems Royal Jelly speaks for itself. In an MLM like this though, it can be a bit difficult to distinguish reviews from customers versus sellers. So I'm not entirely sure if I agree with that sentiment. In the years before and since, plenty have speculated about their status as a potential MLM scam. While there's not much controversy or news at all for that matter to their name, Jaffer has been featured on Tina or Truth in Advertising's website. Tina reported that they made false or deceptive income claims. And while many have been taken down, there are some still available. In their first archived example, Andrea Yurista, a distributor, and Paolo Moledo, Jaffa's president, appear on the show, The Balancing Act, to talk about the company. Paulo not only starts by claiming that direct selling is a real opportunity for women, but he seems to imply that since direct selling has evolved and doesn't necessarily go door-to-door anymore, that means their business is more legitimate and there are more opportunities. You know, it really empowers women. And just like anything in life, direct selling has evolved. It's not the old door-to-door anymore. Now, companies like Jafra that have been around One, for 58 years, the nice 000. environment of direct selling, but we have added technology and science to it. So your opportunity is real. That's fantastic. And Andrea, I to- now, this is purely a matter of opinion, so feel free to take it or leave it. But I think so many MLMs like moving online, it actually hurt the industry. Maybe it's enabled more people to grow and expand, but seeing a lot of the Hey Hun messages over and over has led to people talking about them, people like me talking about them. It's really gotten them on my radar. I would argue that more than ever before, people have become jaded and angry with sellers that push things, take it too far, and online group meetings that pressure distributors can feel cult-like. It also allows for more distributors to compete online, making it harder to reach new customers when the marketplace is oversaturated and now it's oversaturated on a global scale. Again, that isn't to say that these problems did not exist before in other forms, but I do feel that the amount of people speaking out against MLMs continues to grow. And so it's like the more they talk, the more people like me spread awareness, and the more this battle kind of rages on, so to speak. But Andrea continues to tell the host on The Balancing Act about what an amazing opportunity Jafra is. She claims that she's making more money with Jafra than she did with her master's degree, that she goes on trips, that the company got her a car, and that she can now spend more time with her four children. You know, all the typical MLM sales lines. Whether or not this is true for Andrea, only she knows for certain. But the implication that this will work for everyone is absolutely there. It goes beyond income claims too, but Andrea says she feels complete there. Of course, Vorwerk is not done gobbling up companies that they think would make great MLMs. They've got Neato Robotics now too, which is a vacuuming robot. They have Jaffra and they have Thermonix. They've gone to cleaning industries, to kitchen, to beauty, and now back to cleaning again. By no means are any of their MLMs the worst we've heard about, not even close, but they don't look great either. This feels like another company that simply puts profits over people, doesn't seem to care who gets hurt, and toes the line between being an incredibly shady MLM and a company that's downright dangerous. But of course, these are just all my opinions based on the findings. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out today's episode. If you enjoyed it or learned something new today, make sure you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you wanna connect with me outside of these episodes, make sure to click on my Linktree link in the description box that has all of my social media and other projects that I'm involved in. Again, thank you so much for spending some of your time here with me today. I really do appreciate it, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.